Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Manager Digest. I'm your host this week, CJ Christie. If it's your first time listening, we're excited to have you. We're here with some updates on the latest stories from the Maneater. We're joined first by news editor Namratha Prasad on the expiration of the mask mandate. Namratha, what are the new rules about wearing masks here at Mizzou? Um, so this means that students and faculty going forward are probably going to have to wear their mask indoors. At least that is what a lot of the signs on a lot of the places on campus say. Also, apparently, the mask mandate is like over. Um, and so students can choose whether they want to wear a mask or not. And um, no one on campus has the authority to force you to wear a mask. And so um, as long as it's what you're comfortable with, um, a lot of professors will say, you know, in larger lecture halls, it might be smarter to wear a mask just because we're not out of the pandemic just yet. But it is all up to the students if they want to or not. What does this mean for students and faculty going forward? It's up to uh, professors' discretions and also up to the students. No one can force you to wear a mask if you don't want to. Um, But a lot of professors will want you to, um, just depending on how many people are in the class. I know that a lot of um, journalism classes do require the mask, but... It's all up to the students, and again, just basically you have the freedom to say no if you don't want to wear a mask. Thank you, Namratha, for that update. Next, we have guest columnist, new section member Eden Harris about Sister Cindy's recent visit to Mizzou. For those who weren't there, how would you sum up Sister Cindy's visit? A very big fever dream. Because, you know, like, um, since 2020 and, like, obviously into 2021, you know, like, there's been such, I guess, a spike of activism that, like, America has needed. And it kind of feels like, you know, since Sister Cindy was there, like, it's just gone back, like, so far. It just feels like all of that work has kind of been for nothing because, like, you know, everybody always preaches about how activism and, you know hate speech kind of um you need to battle that like head on and nobody was battling it at all even at the beginning of the protest like perspective on Sister Cindy. How did that inform this column? Most people don't know this. Everybody thinks that she's entertainment mainly because, um, you know, she got famous on TikTok because of how absolutely radical her, you know, preaching is. And basically, she and her husband, Brother Jed, have actually been preaching since the 70s, which a lot of people don't know. Like, if you look up Sister Cindy on the internet, one of the first photos that pops up is her preaching at a college campus when she was in college. So my perspective on Sister Cindy is that she is just an absolute laughing stock. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't have any respect for her. I don't think anybody should have any respect for her. Her thoughts are so radical, it's almost funny, but like... At the same time, like if it was anybody else, if it was like a college kid, people in the crowd would be absolutely livid. They would be saying like, don't ever come back on this campus. But like when Sister Cindy showed up, 
Everybody was cheering and kind of how that affected my column is just like, you know, I want to let people know that like, unfortunately, they are not a joke. They are not entertainment. They are not here for salvation when it comes to midterms. They are not here to provide joy and laughter because of stupidity to college students. They mean what they say when they preach. They are trying. They hope that they can get that message across. Thank you for your thoughts, Eden. I'm joined by sports writer Riley Gearhart, who's been covering Mizzou's volleyball team. Why don't you tell us about the Mizzou volleyball team's most recent game? So Mizzou's uh, most recent volleyball game was this past Sunday. It was against Auburn, and they played at Auburn. And it was a really big game for them um, just because they won their first game in it was exactly a month, um, and it was their first SEC win. And that was just something huge for the team, I think. And for the camaraderie of the team also, um, just because it's like looking at stats, you can say like, oh, the volleyball team is bad because they have a losing record. But being able to go and watch all those games and report on them, um, they are not a bad team. They have just been playing some really hard competition recently. Um, but for them to really come together as a team um, at this Auburn game really showed what they had. Um, they played five hard sets. Um, they won the first, third, and the fifth set, which um, was a really big deal for them. They're typically a team that they do really well in their first set, maybe the second one, and then after that they start going down. So it was a really big win for them. Um they had lost to Auburn the day before, um, 3-0, and so they hadn't won any sets against them. So it was just a really big deal for them to be able to come out victorious on Sunday. Um, and I think that that is going to help with their mindset in the future because they will be able to just know, like, hey, we can beat big SEC teams like we did Auburn. So I think that will just help boost their confidence. And what does this mean for the team? Um, and as far as what it means for the team, um, they have a good team. They have a lot of strong individuals on that team. It is mostly freshmen, so they've been adjusting, I guess, to playing college volleyball rather than high school and club. Um, but for them, they in the past, they had just really been playing like as individual players, I think, who are all really talented. But this past game on Sunday, for them to come together and play as a team, and win that set or the match was really powerful for them. So I think that they're just going to try and hopefully keep that mentality going into their future games and be able to defeat um, other SEC teams, hopefully other teams in the future. And I think even if they don't have a great overall season, I think that since it's such a young team, they're going to have this confidence for next year and they're only going to grow stronger and be a better be better players individually like I said but also just mesh so much better as a team so I think it'll be really good for their future all right thank you Riley for a great summary on the volleyball team's game against Auburn that's all we've got for today thanks for joining us this week and make sure you never miss another episode by hitting that follow button this podcast was edited by Ellie Lynn. Special thanks to Namaratha Prasad, Ethan Harris, and Riley Gearhart. I'm CJ Christie, and we'll see you next week.